0: Hello and welcome to HEC MBA Talks, a podcast where we explore the different dimensions of the HEC MBA experience. In this podcast, we'll hear some personal stories, aspirations, and maybe some struggles that we all share as part of our HEC MBA life. My name is Chandrakala, and I'm thrilled to be hosting the very first episode of this podcast. My first guest today was voted most likely to attend every party by our cohort. And he has lived up to it for sure. Welcome to the podcast, Vinny. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you, Sikeet.
0: My second guest today loves making new friends and getting to know people from different background, gender and race. She is the president of the LGBTQIA plus club. Welcome to the podcast, Yentel. Hi, everyone. Thank you, both of you for joining me today. I'm excited about today's topic, which is creating connections and being inclusive in the MBA life, not just because of its relevance to the MBA community, but also because I identify as a socially awkward butterfly. In case you didn't know, uh, it's someone who can be easygoing and talkative in situations where they find themselves comfortable, but also can be awkward in other situations. Before we dive into today's topic, can you please give a brief introduction of yourselves?
1: Okay, um, so I'm Vincent, I'm from South Africa, um, a land full of many amazing dancing people, no lies. <laughs> um, I grew up in Bloemfontein, uh, but for the past while I've been in Cape Town, which is the place that most people know. Um, studied investments and yeah, I love people. Relationships is literally at the center of Vinnie. Even in just coming to the MBA itself, i was just like, I'm about to have the time of my life. Why? Because there's people. Um, that's Vini.
2: Hi, I'm Yento. Uh, I'm from Taiwan. A lovely country, also. <laughs> 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 I love food, I love making new friends, I love to know people from different backgrounds with their n- different knowledge that I didn't know before. And I studied social work in undergrad. I think that's part of the reason why I can understand how different people can be from different backgrounds or a different country. Thank you for the lovely introduction. My first question to both of you would be what does inclusivity mean to you? Okay. Um, for me, it's building an the, building the environment that makes people, anyone, Regardless any uh, genders, race, or sexual orientations, environment that make everyone feel comfortable and make them feel like they can be them, they can be themselves without any judgment.
1: So for myself, I'd say it's generally two things as well. Um, like. I think, firstly, there's an acceptance layer to it. Uh, I'll get into that and pack it down for myself. And then I think the second piece, just around inclusivity as well, which I've seen as a building uh, block is the effort side of it, but also that I'll get into it. Um, So, like, from an acceptance perspective, I think it will turn to what you're saying, Yantel. It's more around, like, um, the understanding of people's own different journeys and backgrounds and worldviews. Um, and being able to understand and relate with people in spite of that, so not necessarily mm-hmm. trying to be like, no, this is how it should be, what? but like actually understanding and accepting people in that uh, lens, but still being able to have a good time with them. Um, and then, like in terms of just an effort narrative, uh, actually was thinking about. the story that killed me back home but i realized it here when i got to the campus it was something that was quite heartwarming for me whereas like so i studied in salembourg university so for for people who don't necessarily know this is a very predominantly white africans um, university which means 80 percent of the people that would be speaking like a language where you don't necessarily know unless you learned africans before. i love it Mm -hmm. by the way like most people would be like, how did you go to Stellenbosch and have a good time? I was just like, I loved it. I had the time of my life, again, because I just, I guess, have the people side in me. But one thing that was interesting, like I was saying, is around how in Stellenbosch, I can walk into a group of people having a conversation about anything. And it will be in Africans. And I'll get there. Whether the people know or not, whether I speak Africans, like nothing changes. They just continue their life. But like, something that's been heartwarming and it happened the other day. And I guess our group don't even realize it. It's like when I walk to a group of, say, the LATAM, amazing. um, They'll be speaking in Spanish. I see Gabriel speaking with Pablo. They're talking their own nonsense. The moment I get there, like, there's an immediate switch to English. Like, they realize, okay, Vincent is here. They change to English. That's, That's the effort side for me, where you realize, like, there's someone who's Somewhat different, they actually don't even understand what I'm saying and in continuing this, I'm excluding them. Even if they may actually know Spanish, but understanding and being aware of our, like your surroundings and putting in the effort. That's my side of like the two layers I'd say of inclusivity. for
2: That's so good. Mm. I mean, I have similar experience. Mm-hmm. Like when you walk into the group, they're mm-hmm. speaking something, yes. some language you don't really know <laughs> and they'll be like English. <laughs> <laughs> and then people start talking English. Yes. Not me. Like just they see, they saw yeah, you. I hear, and, and they start, they uh, start changing their language into English, mm. so that you can understand them. Agree, agree. I agree. I think the
0: communities here who are a majority are quite mindful of not excluding someone who is uh, not from their community, um, and always try to make them comfortable, giving them context if they are talking about something which. The other person do not necessarily relate to. This brings me to the next question about um, how uh, you guys, being from a community or a nationality which is a minority at HGC, went about uh, mingling, creating connections with people from all these different nationalities and cultures.
1: Just thinking about it, is something I didn't think about. It's around how so in South Africa we have around eleven different cultures, mm-hmm. so like eleven different nation, uh, languages. But basically, like, if, like everyone from whites, blacks, uh, colors, it's like a d- different interest in diverse narrative. And so like I find like we, in our lives, we really have to grow up understanding and learning how to deal and engage with each other, like as part of just like growing up. Mm-hmm. And what was cool is around how you find that everyone actually just speaks all languages now. Like if you go to Johannesburg, everyone will speak <laughs> It's the funniest thing ever. You'll be speaking in English, Zulu, Kosa, and Sutu in the same sentence. It, it, it's it's <laughs> such a skill. I keep you not doing really just like, how are we doing this? But like, it's part of life, so you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like for me, maybe that's that's why it, it, it has felt natural. It's just like a continuum of that. It's like, there's people that are different, I'm different. So it's like understanding you and putting in the effort to want to know you as well, in spite of that. Um yeah,
2: I'll pause here for now. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well, for me, I mean, I love making new friends, but I believe that any relationship you need to put effort in it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I... S- I mean, when you meet people that you really like, and you're being curious about their background, their story, and their life, and you talk with them, and uh, it's not like naturally you become friends forever. 100%. No. It's like... Um, What I do is like I sometimes uh, text people when I think about them Mm -hmm. and I think of them and I'm like, oh, how are you? Hi, how's your life recently? And sometimes I invite people that I know everyone knows Like I invite people to dinners, lunch, anything. I'm trying to invite more people, but. You know, our cohort is big and mm-hmm. I know some people haven't received my invitation and I'm trying, I'm working on it. <laughs> but I really love that you have this time for uh, like people you don't really have time to talk yeah. with them and you have this specific time with food and talking about their life, their stories. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. So, And how you build up, how you put effort in a relationship mm-hmm. is like this.
1: Yeah. I think like just to continue, I, I agree with that it's a um, so coming into the MBA, I I prior from the top of my mind, since so there's three circles that we all knew, right? There's going to be the career bucket that we're all going to focus on. There's going to be like the academic side of it that we're already going to have to focus on and then there's going to be like the actual relationship bucket. And so for me, if I had to think of priorities, it was like relationship number one. I'll worry about the career and all the other things later. Um, And so to Yantel's point, the first three months, four months, it was literally intentionally just being in where the people are is where you really want to be if you want to be building the connections and the relationships. Right. But like that part was more like, who are the people like? What is their story? Where do they come from? Where their backgrounds and like some people you really get along with with like quite well and some people not necessarily. I'm a bubbly, crazy person, so luckily for me, it's most people that I do get along with. But if I don't get along with you, please love me back, Catherine. I want to be loved by you. <laughs> love me. Um, but yes, it's like a like having just sifted through that group. It was like okay, there's other people. Then in the second term, that you really want to make sure that intentionally you continuously meeting, um, and building the relationships with because you know it's people you want to keep for the rest of your life, and so to. To point as well like i when i when i think of someone it generally is because actually like it's just something that needs to be done from a um catch-up perspective so i'll i'll squeeze it into your calendar because i'm like yeah i've not seen from the top of my head sabrina in a while so i'll be like yo sabi what's happening canteen and the the effort part kicks in here so you know how people <laughs> we're interested species but i will be like oh we should have some coffee and then it ends right there that's that's a general person oh we should have coffee but it's just a nice way of saying i hope i don't see you soon (laughs) so for me the moment if i look at you i'm like oh we should have coffee trust me by the time that conversation ends it will be in your calendar because i'll be like when are you available and i'll literally go to my phone and look and put it into your calendar and that's like the intentionalness side of it because leaving it at oh we should have coffee oh trust me it'll happen after mba yeah so (laughs) (laughs) put in that effort and do it immediately
0: yeah to add to that i think being curious about a different culture the societal norms in that culture really helps in understanding the person and their viewpoints better now let's talk about inclusivity from the perspective of financial situations um, not all of us have the same financial situation so how does one go about being mindful of this when they are organizing something or going out in a group
1: um, like for the, I was gonna say it's it's, it's interesting because it's not something um, I think of like intentionally every time we have the the get-togethers um, there's a deep side towards it which is like it, like it, that would require a lot of vulnerability from us who are planning to begin with to know that like there's someone who may not necessarily be there. I know like we go to these MBA things and everyone just assumes yes we have money. But we don't have money. We poor, poor <laughs> students.
0: <laughs> all broke.
1: Dead ridden. All of us. So I guess like the effort side would be really intentionally from everyone who's organizing something to be conscious of it in advance. So like mm. if, if we're saying we're doing uh a a club event, it lit you. It must be within reason. It must cost fifteen euros. If it costs twenty five euros, I'm like, ah. yeah, like like small things like that really are important. Except again, like the the deep side where you guys have a really solid relationship with the people that you're inviting, then you know all of them are rich. You know you guys can go to a Michelin star uh, restaurant. If you invite me to a Michelin star restaurant, oh my goodness. I shall not be there. <laughs> I'll come with my KFC too. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah.
2: KFC sounds nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or the person sponsors you. <laughs> that well, the,
1: that's, that, that's the thing, Like no one will sponsor you if they don't know your situation. right? Mm-hmm. So that's like I said, the more intricate, vulnerable side of it, where we're not necessarily all that vulnerable with you we stand financially. We make fun about the fact that we're all broke, which again is we are all broke. Mm -hmm. But like I've learned, not all broke is broke. You know how like they say, what is that saying? Like not all, not all animals are animals. I don't remember what that is. Like doesn't say like that, but like not all broke means broke. My broke is like yo, you are not going anywhere this weekend, and Yentel's broke is like I can only afford to go to Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Two different types of broke. Hmm. <coughs>
2: uh, I think there's one benefit of like being on campus is like we are not really close to Paris, so we are not hanging out to fancy restaurant, fancy club all the time. Mostly we are here and we are cooking for each other. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, so there's not like high budget of every meetup. But still, you can have some um, different events. Yeah. I mean, people have different preferences. People have different hobbies. So you can always find someone who uh, have similar hobbies. Like, I went to opera. Mm-hmm. The tickets are really costly, but that's something I really want to do. Yeah. And I can find someone who's in, uh, interested in this and who are willing to join. And I appre- <clears throat> appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And also, at the same time, I know um like what do you say not all <laughs> <laughs> but i love how we have dinner in each other's room yeah. like uh having food from different culture having food from different great chef here yeah <laughs> yeah and that's still something you can have fun and not really costly yeah yeah that's a great point point.
1: and i think too like on that last one like uh, when we go back to the inclusivity part of it as well, it's like around yeah, being able to actually invite people to that, then like because we want everyone to really just get a taste and experience of this life well, generally for a bit cheaper.
0: Yeah, I think canteen is a great way to have these catch-up sessions and you don't necessarily have to go to a fancy restaurant. Um, coming to gender inclusion, Yentel, you identify as cisgender straight. So what led you to take up the role of the president of the LGBTQIA plus club? Uh, and could you talk about the activities that the club has been working on since you started?
2: Okay. Uh, I'm quite interested in gender issue. I think mostly because I... Well for everyone i believe that all of us had this feeling about um like being a outcast in mm-hmm. a group mm-hmm. like no matter how hard you work in a group or no matter how you try to behave like others you you will always sometimes you will feel like oh, you are an outcast here mm-hmm. you you are rejected you don't you don't belong here mm-hmm. and that's a feeling that the community uh consistently feeling because the majority of the society in how do i say that in our daily conversation daily life we Mm -hmm. we send all this different kind of signal in uh specific for straight Mm -hmm. or specific for um cisgender and for people in the community lgbtqia plus community They are not. They don't identify themselves as this in this society. So consistently, they will feel being rejected Mm -hmm. or not part of it. And I don't think it's a fair thing because just because you are not in uh, the the major preference of the society, you are being excluded. Mm excluded. That's just wrong. I, I mean, I feel like that. So. That's why I really into this kind of topic, because I believe that no matter uh, how you identify yourself, there's always some place that accept you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to build up this kind of uh, environment that makes everyone feel comfortable and they don't have to afraid of being judged by others. What I did with our club in HC we try to bring more knowledge and more uh, fun mm-hmm. into HGC that re- uh, relevant to LGBTIA club uh, uh community mm-hmm. and we had this event talking about inclusivity telling people uh what well, how how the how are the difference with different um alphabet
0: mm-hmm.
2: like LGBTQIA plus oh, yeah. what do they mean and also, how uh, different can gender identification be, mm-hmm. and how, like we talk before this recording, yes, like uh, <laughs> people who has different um, gender identification, they also have different sexual orientation. Yeah, yeah. So these are like um, for me, it's so common because I had connection with. The community in Taiwan, mm-hmm. and it's so, uh, it's very common for us to know about this. Yeah. But I realized that uh, maybe business school people, like we have different interests. We have different um, major stuff in our life. Yeah. And I really want to bring something new to people here. Yeah. And and that. Uh, how do I say that? I believe that to to remove the discrimination, yeah. first step is to know each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very true. I, I think it also comes um because of where we all come from. Like in some countries, it is very sensitized and people are very aware of uh, these issues or these yeah. topics. But in some countries, maybe it's still a taboo, and you know there is uh, not enough information or education around this. Yeah, so yeah that also plays a factor in how uh, much people know about it yeah and uh, yeah your events are always lit and fun and i'm looking and forward fun. to more more <laughs> events <laughs> <laughs> of
2: course we're uh, about to have a party in mm mm-hmm. mhm please uh stay tuned cuz nah,
1: huh? when after this
2: after maybe april or beginning of may not sure but we were having a huge party. I know people are... I, I think they're n- they didn't have like, a similar party before, right? But it will be fun because we will bring perfect music mm-hmm. and nice vibe. Mm-hmm. And for people who want to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> so all the listeners
1: who I'll want to, to be Dylan. wild
2: <laughs> please mark your calendars.
1: <laughs> I you see Dylan on a table in anyway. <laughs>
2: But as you said uh, people from different country or a different background they have different information about the community mm. or yeah yeah and I do appreciate here everyone actually respect each other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I didn't really hear like uh, violence or uh, verbal or physical violence mm. towards the community in that you see, but mm. I truly appreciate that people here know where's the boundary and mm-hmm. they yeah. aware themselves as trying not to hurt each other's feeling or try to be more inclusive. Thank you for
0: sharing that, Yentil, and for everything that you are doing as part of the club. Do you have any message for someone who is part of the community but um, maybe
2: has not really come out? Okay. Um, It's very difficult to live in the closet, but as you want, as you wish, you can stay as long as you can, as as long as you want. And maybe one day you will find a place or even a person or even a a small group of people that can accept you and you'll feel comfortable with them and try to reach out if you have any difficulties or if you are really need some help either physically or mentally, you will always know that there's people here try to help out. And you can always reach out to us, the club members, we'll always be here and also I know that people here are um, willing to help. Maybe they don't understand about the community. Maybe you don't feel comfortable talking about your identification, but it's fine. It's always fine. You, you can do whatever you want and try to <clears throat> just take your step slowly and you will finally find um, a place that make you feel comfortable and make you feel freely being yourself. That was so
0: heartwarming. Thank you for sharing that, Yentl. My next question would be around how do you balance social time with the workload of pre-reads, assignments and all the commitments that you have towards the MBA curriculum?
2: Uh, I mean, HCC, not not only HCC, I believe all MBAs are the same. You have a lot to do and you will be... be you will feel formal all the time. Mm -hmm. And how do you choose between every stuff? Because at the beginning of uh, HGC MBA, I was crazy. I'm feeling formal for every event. (laughs) I try to push myself to be in every event. And eventually I got so tired. And I Mm. know, like people ask me, very outgoing, I'm I gain energy from hanging out with people. But I know there are some people... Who lost energy <laughs> by yeah. hanging out with people? Yes. So you ha- always have to to choose, and just don't regret your choice. Because if you feel tired, stay in your room, stay <clears throat> alone. It's not not bad. Not bad things. Mm-hmm. It's good for you to recover and gain energy by yourself, and uh, think about how your life goes. Think about how your priority is, and then make a choice. Mm. Go meet people, sometimes rest, Uh, sometimes being crazy, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> just sleep. It's okay always, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> just, sleep. <laughs> just sleep. So there are so many assignments, pre-reading, yeah. uh, blah, blah, blah things. And for me, there's a benefit of hang out with people because mm. people around you will always telling you or remind you there's a deadline tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Very true. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: My view is basically threefold. Um, like as I was going earlier, there's three circles that matter. So one, friendships, um, career, uh, and then c- academics. Um, coming onto the campus, finding out that like the academic piece is actually the grades don't matter, made mm-hmm. it easier for one to really prioritize it. Mm-hmm. And by that, I meant like the focus shifted from getting all A's to being more around like, am I learning what is expected of me to be learning? And like, like learning is different right because like in cheating with a, a ck who's a software engineer microsoft <laughs> person i can learn actually even in the engagements with that person just around like the industry mm-hmm. which is probably going to be applicable in my next career depending on how that works out right yeah and so like relationships and just a like career became a priority for me mm-hmm. um and then In the relationship... Okay, let me start. On the career front side, I basically drew out four maps. Like, Mm -hmm. these maps were like, this is what I have to do at any certain point, and this is how it plays out in the end. So, like, remember we did in the beginning that exploration program? I did that, so that I could be like, who is Vinnie? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, I had, like, those plan A's, plan B's, plan C's, Mm -hmm. and then for plan A... Um, I basically indicated like, okay, cool, if I do this, what electives do I want to do? Yeah. Um, what, um, uh, what is development programs am I supposed to be doing? And by what time am I supposed to be applying? Mm-hmm. Like I had maps that were detailed to the T in terms of like, what am I going to focus on? What elect, like everything was mapped out. So mm-hmm. that was the career side. Yeah. And that's how I am in my life. Like if I plan it in advance, then I, I it, then it's fine. I don't have to worry about continuously doing um things. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, in terms of relationships as well, it was more around like, my calendar, like my calendar runs my life. So two things run my life. One, my calendar, two Trello. Mm-hmm. Trello. Oh my goodness! I don't know how people do life without Trello. I'm not gonna lie. Every single <laughs> day I sit there and I smile at my PC because I'm like, if you're not here, it was not gonna happen. That is literally me. But like, also when it comes to the calendar side, like that, like the moment I said, like I said, if I want to have coffee, it's gonna be in that calendar, mm-hmm. and then I know exactly what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. So like, my calendar is a mess. It always is like I have a key when it comes to calendars. So like. There's yellow, which means it's social time. There's green, which means it's study time. Then there's red, which means... So, I always try to make sure that, like, there's a balance. Mm -hmm. Meaning, like, even though I love relationships, it shouldn't be all yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there should be green in there. There should be red in there. There should be blue, which is meetings. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there should be, but there is blue, which is, like, for meetings. So, like, those two things basically run my life. And then, like... Because of that, then I, I'm, I don't. I find myself not stressing a lot. I agree with Yen to the intellect said that though, like around the fact that like choosing is so critical because yeah. like there's so many different things that it's it's actually insane. It's insane how much like the, I remember I was laughing. I think it was three weeks ago. Like there's a, like there was TEDx happening here. There was a sustainability event happening there. There was someone else who's famous who's coming in. All of these things. I was like, I actually wanna do all of them and like at that time it's like okay what what is more important to you right yeah.
0: yeah
1: weirdly enough it was actually just being there to support a friend so i went to go watch victor mm-hmm. and parvin give out some beautiful talks yeah yeah so i, I guess like, a part of it What's important to you
0: so if i may summarize planning and prioritizing are the key to finding the balance between your social time and other commitments towards the MBA curriculum any advice or suggestions for people who may not be as naturally social as you guys are on how they can go about creating connections?
2: Um, I think, I mean, we always, Mm -hmm. I envy or I really want to be like people like Vinny, like someone else, like who can really hang out with lots of bunch of people. I know you you think myself as that kind of person, (laughs) but I still like want to be others. Okay. And that's that's just... Um, what I want to say is, if you're not really socialized, uh, really socially person, it's okay, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You can always find your comfort zone here. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be... You know, people are saying coming to MBA, you have to make connection, you have mm-hmm. to do uh, networking something, something. But, I mean, if you're not like... If meeting people consume a lot of your energy, Mm -hmm. you can rethink about it and just find some, not a lot. Maybe for you, only a few is enough for like truly good Mm friends who can support you, who can be there for you. And that's enough in your MBA. Mm -hmm. And always you can meet people, but you don't have to uh, make deep relationship with everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, just your choice or your preference. And I think to find a perfect spot or a perfect comfort zone for you here is is the most important thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I agree with the Intel actually. Um, like it goes back to what you're saying, Elias, like around like you know, we the and I can be with people twenty four seven because I get energy from being with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and. Don't get me wrong like it, the mere fact that i i spend so much of my time with people and i get energy with them means i realize when i'm not with people or that okay you really tired <laughs> <now>. <laughs> so my self-care it's gonna sound like the weirdest thing ever guys but like my self-care is having a long shower
2: mm-hmm. it's like
1: the best thing ever like i just get into the shower but then it's weird because then like in my shower i then actually just meditate on my whole day like i sit in there I'll think about, like, the names that I met, like, the people that I met commit their names to memory. Mm-hmm. I'll think about the interaction I had with Roshni around, like, how Dubai is, like, amazing. And then I'll be like, yeah, but something didn't seem right with her. Like, for mm-hmm. example, like, all these thoughts happened in my shower, and I'll be like, okay, we could have to set up a one-on-one with who? with Roshni afterwards because I, I, I picked up something so that. Mm-hmm. That's literally mm-hmm. how my life runs. Like, I get energy from it, but then I do what? I restore somewhere else. Now, for, for people who, like, don't necessarily get energy from being with people we until firstly said it right like it's actually fine to mm-hmm. not necessarily be amongst the people twenty four seven because that for you is probably like your nightmare you mm. don't want that you know you don't enjoy <laughs> that like you are most you are literally fine with actually knowing three four friends and you are happy with it and that mm-hmm. is literally okay and um it's still important to obviously prioritize those relationships and like that social butterfly of yours will come out with them and mm-hmm. you'll actually have a good time. You'll have your amazing memories, mm-hmm. but you didn't have to dance in k on the table for you to mm-hmm. My My reflection of what the MBA experience was and yours is going to probably be the same in terms of like, oh, it was an amazing time. Yep. But for me, it was because oh, I was dancing with everybody. <laughs> for you, it's just like, yeah, because I've built really deep relationships, mm-hmm. both equally meaningful and I said it like my dream is that everyone gets here and they had the time of their lives yeah um what that means for different people is different Uh like i know as an extrovert i would still try and carry you who prefers three people to mm-hmm. parties <laughs> i know it i love it i was like no why are you not going i'll guilt trip you as so, well like that's literally means and trust me i do it from a place of love guys Trust me. but like Again, I've learned, like, no, it's like you should be able to say, no, I don't want it. And mm-hmm. I'll respect those boundaries because, you know, like, no, going to that meeting right now, is, it's, it's I don't want to do it. I'm just tired. Yeah. I want to rest and recover and have chai tea. And mm-hmm. that's fine as well. Yeah, um, And then I'll invite you again to something. But like, mm-hmm. that's for that's for the next day.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most important thing, uh, another important thing in MBA is learn to say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because people are, like, very trying to participate in every event. Yeah. And you have to prioritize which is more important to you. Yeah. And you don't... Sometimes I did that. Mm-hmm. Like, people are saying, come, come, let's go somewhere else. Roll. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be like, okay, why not? <laughs> and afterward, I'll be so stressful because I have a lot of assignments I haven't yep. done. Yeah. But... Yeah, sometimes you have to learn to say no and Mm -hmm. just rest in and do something you really need to do. And it's okay to miss out uh, like one, two events or even three, seven events. Mm -hmm. It's always okay, and you can always catch up later with the others.
0: Beautifully put by both of you. The key message here is that we all need to figure out who we are and do what's best for ourselves. With this, we have come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much Vinny and Yentel, for being such fantastic guests. It was wonderful chatting with both of you and I hope our listeners also enjoyed this episode. For our listeners, we have some exciting episodes lined up for you. So stay tuned. Until next time, bye-bye.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>